When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily. There is a slight change to today's podcast. It isn't around up of the latest Premier League news because it's the international break and because of the situation at Manchester United at the moment we teamed up with our mates over at Full Time Devils which is a Manchester United fan channel to take the views of Manchester United fans on the current situation at the club. We went live on their YouTube channel streaming and taking phone calls from their fan base to find out exactly where the problems lied in the eyes of fans. You're about to hear what happened so if you're not a Manchester United fan or the thought of hearing Manchester United fans talking for an hour is going to wind you up, maybe just wait till tomorrow when Football Social Daily will be back to wrap up all the latest Premier League news. Football Social Daily Hello, welcome to a very special show from the Sports Social. We are live on the Manchester United fan channel, Full Time Devils, their YouTube channel. We're podcasting on Football Social Daily, the only daily all Premier League podcast you can find. And today, our focus isn't on the Premier League, it is on Manchester United. I'm with three of the boys from Full Time Devils, We've got Adam McCola. Jay Motti and Joe McGrath all ready to take your calls. We want to hear from real Manchester United fans today. 0345 111 is the number to call. We're going to find out who's to blame for the problem at Old Trafford right now. Should the manager be sacked? Should he be replaced? Was it better under Jose Mourinho than it is now under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Get your views in. 0345 111 We're going to take your calls in just a second. Before we do... You know how they do those political events on Channel 4 and stuff and you have all the candidates stand up and they make their 30-second pitch about why they should be the next PM or whatever? I kind of want to do that now to find out where each of you stand on the current situation at Manchester United. So I want each of you to give me a really quick summary of where you think the issue is, what needs to change in as quick and concise way as you can. We'll start with you, Adam. In short, Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I had a... I was fearing for the worst when Ali Gunnar Solskjaer was given the job. Um, I was always scared that a knee-jerk reaction by the board to giving the job would ultimately end in us being here. As a Manchester United fan, someone that absolutely adores the guy, I want to see him succeed. But I'm starting to feel, even more than I did before, that he may be out of his depth. Mm. I hope he gets it right. I hope he turns it around. 
And I believe every new manager deserves more time than he's actually had. Um, it's whether he's the right man to be given that time. I'm unsettled on that one. Um, but I do love the guy and I want him to turn it around. I'm just not sure he will. I think Ole in, Ole out is going to be a theme of today's show. Jay, where do you stand at the moment? Um, he's, obviously, it's not great and there's lots of question marks going about Ole and I get that. But I think the, the, the people above him need to take a long, hard look at themselves. And to be honest with you, I would give him to the end of the season and people will say, oh, well, you know, we're not going to get top four at this rate and all the rest of it. But I don't see anyone coming in and turning it around and getting us top four. And I think give him to the end of the season and he can look at it and say, right, OK, does it, is he going to keep his job? Does he need to move on or, what, or whatever? Because personally, I know people hate this, but I'll say it anyway. I don't really want to finish six. I, I think you finish seventh. It doesn't really bother me because I, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want more Europa League. So I think that, that whole thing well, is twelfth though. Yeah, well, twelve. Obviously, it's not great. And I don't want to be going to you know the game and watching Dross every week. But I just think I don't see someone coming in and turning it around because we haven't got the players. We haven't got the squad. Yes, the results aren't good enough with the players we have got, but we're missing a lot from injury. We haven't invested it properly. Um, other than the defence and we're suffering because of it so I don't think changing a manager now does anyone any good Joe I think uh, maybe like some United fans I'm a bit um, just a day to day life confused Like I don't know <laughs> what I really want because you've got Ollie, who I grew up watching and adore and love managing Manchester United and it started off so well and you want him to succeed but then you're at a point where you're getting beat by Newcastle and it's not just getting beat by Newcastle it's the stick you're getting it's the, it's the players heads just completely going and going out of games and it's it's youngsters coming into the squad that we think have got so much potential but are being put under so much pressure that they won't maybe fill their potential because the pressure will get them too much and you might see them crashing and burning. Whereas if we were a good Manchester United team at the minute, them youngsters that are, are the future of the club will come through and will be the sort of shining light of the next five to ten years. But now because of injuries... 30 seconds, Joe. And because of everything, I'm Proper just, I'm just struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling to know where my head's at. I really am. Right. So maybe... Other people can tell me. We're going to hear from these three boys today. Lots. We're going to hear from you as well. 0345 treble one seventy six twenty five. I'm going to try and stay out of this as much as possible because I'm not a Manchester United fan. You don't you're just sitting there loving it. Yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. Yeah. buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know why you've got I, us in I, here today. I, I, I'll do this, boys. We're not daft. <laughs> right. We're going to go straight to the phones. We've got Tex on the line who wants to talk about Manchester United's last game. Hello, Tex. Hi, guys. What do you want to say, mate? Hi, mate. Um, firstly, love full-time jobs, love what you guys are doing. Love you, man. But one thing I want to say about is, you know, a lot of us think that if we got rid of Oli now, that no one else could come in and do better with our team. But I think, I think, more, I think the guys that we see playing look so bad because of Oli's tactics. You look at Fred, for example. Everybody dumped on Fred the last game. And apparently he's gone from being one of our better players this season to total lot of trash, should get out. But every time Fred got the ball... He literally had, there was nothing he could do but mm. pass it to McTominay because he looked like the only one that wanted the ball or pass it back. Rashford was hiding. Um, Matter was just, I don't I don't remember him playing. Pereira, he's been played out right. Put these players in a better system. Give them an idea of how to play football. I think we see the best out of them. I don't think, it's, I don't think Fred is trash because of the last game. I think he played the best he could in the current situation. And I think Oli's not helping it and Oli's the result of it. I think the, I think there is blame higher up, but I think he's just in that to be a Manchester United. Manager. I think that's the that's the, the, the thing Manchester United fans are finding difficult to see at the moment, and we've had it with with Jose as well, where people blame the board and blame the manager. And I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle, where yes, the board are a problem, and yes, the Glazers are a problem, and them not spending money and competing with Chelsea and City. Over the last 10, 15 years, even when Fergie was here, and I know we've spent money in that time, but 
they haven't really competed with them at the top table. Like it's hot. You have to blame them, but also you have to look at the manager because you have to say, can he do more with what he has? Are we seeing signs of improvement? I don't care if we lose against Newcastle. Well, I do. But if we if we play well and I see signs of improvement, then I can take it on the chin a bit easier. And I'm sure that's how most United fans feel. Great call, that. Yeah, yeah, great call. Well, it's the only sort of thing I disagree with slightly. I'm not just being a fanboy. I don't think Marcus Rashford went hiding. I think Marcus Rashford has been absolutely running to the ground. He's lucky. He's lacking form. And I think he's been playing when he's not been fit enough. And I think this all boils down to us not strengthening enough in the squad. We're over-reliant on players like Marcus Rashford. And we all knew that we were going to have a long, hard season ahead of us. But to lose Pogba, Martial, and mm-hmm. I think Wan-Bissaka was out as well for the Newcastle game. That's three of our best players. We haven't got the strength in depth. And that's just, to me, boils down to under-investment. It's you've no still, good buying in defenders. You've still got a better team than your form suggests, even with those oh, yeah. big emissions. But... but not with without those. Without, but you're looking at midfield. Pogba, looking at midfield. <laughs> Our team isn't. Very yeah. Good. Looking at midfield. Well, at least you have someone to shout at in Jim's yeah. face. Yeah. Can I just straight up? Shoot, Jim. Mark Noble was bossing our midfield. What does that tell you? A not long point, ago. A quick point on Rashford. I think if Fergie was in charge of Manchester United now, Rashford would be sent on a lovely holiday, wouldn't he? Rashford would be sent on a holiday. Yeah. Go and relax. Go and uh, yeah, recharge also, and chill out. And come back and then be the Rashford. But if Ollie was to do that and say Rashford go go and have a week away we'd be up in arms why are you sending that best driver we've got no one but we've he got needs no one. it he needs that we've sort got... of rest you know, Fergie always had four unbelievable strikers because if anyone needed that rest mm. then then the other three would cover we've got Rashford who is our main man at the minute I now hate, because Marshall's like, I hate to um, blow my own trumpet here we go I had my room, rib removed so I could do that <laughs> um, bit of yoga <laughs> Like, like Prince. <laughs> Prince. I hate to blow my own trumpet, but it, it was actually um, the other bloke. Well, this that. is going to go well. Uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. All right, okay. But anyway, at the beginning of the season, I said these same things. Hmm. A few injuries, we are in trouble. Martial injured, Pogba injured, we're in trouble. Where is our midfield? Where is our attack? A certain ex-Manchester United player told me oh, we didn't, yeah, we didn't need those players. We didn't need <sighs> Herrera. Go, we didn't need Lukaku. We didn't need Fale- we didn't need them. Mm. But we needed to replace them. You Gary can't Neville. be coming in and expecting Mason Greenwood, even a Marcus Rashford, to come in and bust these teams when we had Beckham, Scholes, but all these players coming through. They made mistakes, but also, and Gary Neville, when they came through, they had. Big boys around them yep. that had Rubbles, Cantona, exactly. Sparky. I'm sure we'll come all on these to leaders. The, the transfer policies. Come on, in a little ready, bit. If you want to get a go, yeah. 0345 Text. Thank you very much to you for your call. We're going to go to Josh now, who wants a word on Solskjaer. Hi, Josh. Hiya. What are you saying, well, mate? I just want a quick question. I just want to know why, how anyone can actually be on the in. I just don't, I don't get it. If this, was a, if this was any other manager we brought in, you would want him gone straight away. I don't really care what he done. That, that, that guy was called Champions League final. Like, it's all about now. Like he's crap. Like his tactics are crap. Do you not see any glimpse of anything in the future, Josh, no, about nothing, what he could potentially nothing. do? Nothing. Why? Right, so he's in charge. He's in charge. United to the end of the season. Where do we finish? to get the job Josh when you won the PSG game at that point no. did you think he was the right man no. nope 
You can hear it on I'm a podcast. I said that. As well. no. <laughs> I think a lot of people have said that though. Josh. I, think, I don't think Josh is the only one that said that. Uh, I think a lot of people have said they were unsure. No, none of us Man United fans, and I'm sure Josh is the same. Even though he says he doesn't care, you know what he did as a player. It doesn't. I know we all know that it doesn't count when he's a manager. Mm. But Josh won't want to be in this position of wanting Ali to be out of the club, and that's the problem we're now in. And and this is why. This is the question that I actually asked Gary Neville at the time when we had that dispute was, if results don't go right on the pitch, we're not going to turn on Oli. Mm. Will you see a revolution against the, the, the owners again? And I think that is a possibility. Do you think Solskjaer would still be in the job if he hadn't scored that goal? Do you think <laughs> well, he would have got it in the first place, would yeah, he? Yeah, He'd still be in it. We didn't bring place. him in because of his nah. glittering record at Cardiff. <laughs> we brought him in because he was a club legend and we needed someone to get the sort of feel-good factor back again and someone that could work with Woodward and all the rest of it and the players knew because he, you know, he'd obviously been at the club as a coach and mm. he'd, he'd, he'd obviously still close to Fergie and all the rest of it. So as a caretaker manager, it made a lot of sense. What didn't make sense for me was the timing of the appointment because it wasn't after Paris we appointed him. We lost two games after Paris. We lost at Wolves away in Arsenal. Yes, away. And then is... we appointed him, yeah. which was weird because it was almost like The Rock. Now we look back, that was The Rock setting in. Mm. And we, it was almost... And then we appointed him. Like, I could understand it if we'd have done it on the highs of Paris. You think everyone's buzzing. Yeah, do you know what? Let's do this. But to, to do it then didn't make any sense. We should have just waited to the end of the season. If we'd have waited to the end of the season, realised the horrible run he'd been in, probably just... not offered him, we'd have looked back on... Is sort of caretaker manager bit with fondness. Do you think he would have got the job? He won't got the job, would he? If we if we actually wait to end the season, if we wait to the end of the season, no. he won't got the job. Absolutely no. Chance. And I think that's what the after club the promised at defeat. the time. No, that's no. what the club promised at the time. And this is what we're seeing from the board and the owners and Ed Woodward and all these guys. They're wishy washy. They change with the wind. Yeah. They're knee jerk. They never stick to anything. How many times over the last six years have we heard Ed Woodward come out and say, "Director of football is coming soon." We're just looking well, for the right today. one. From, from where is he? Right, so from, where is he? From Stanley. Every time it's a new brief. We gave, we gave Jose a new contract in the, the January before we sacked him. They haven't got a clue. Why they said we we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to be asking around. We're going to be interviewing managers. We're going to be trying to find the right man. And from, they didn't. From standing back, from my point of view, again, from a non-Manchester United point of view, at that point in Solskjaer's reign, it felt like there was a groundswell of support, that it felt like he was the man for the future. And there were a few sane voices. People like Joe going... <laughs> hang on, I'm not saying. I'm about to say say. <laughs> I haven't said that very often, but people going, hang on, let's let's just sit back, let's wait let's a minute. Wait. But those voices seem to be yeah. shouted out by the people who wanted Solskjaer. I think partly because of that nostalgia of the Fergie era and the glory days. It's difficult though as a United fan when Oli gets appointed and you're still doing relatively well under him to sort of be against it because of who he is. I think I think there was a bit of a realism there that you know a lot of people looked at it and thought. You can understand why he's been given the job. Mm. Whether they actually thought he should have been given the job is another thing. And that's where the, the position I was in. I understood why he was given the job, but I was still unhappy that they didn't do their due diligence elsewhere. Look, the facts are he has got the job. He is in the job. And we're now seeing people talk about, like Darcy's commented on there. What about Danny Welbeck? We're hearing people talk about Zlatan Ibrahim. Now, me and him would love Danny Welbeck to come back. <laughs> yes. Would you Bring actually? Danny back. Me and him would Danny love Welbeck. Oh, no, you Danny Welbeck. But yes, listen, he would want but Danny no, no, Welbeck. Listen, Mate, I drive to Watford now where to we're pick him up. To, we're getting to a point where people are just suggesting stupid things. It's like, bring Zlatan back. We need it. Are you crazy? Do you know what that means? That means bringing a player that we let go of two years ago because he was injured and old and bringing him back two years later because we need him. That's it, not progress. Like Ashley Young, nine years ago, um, he was in the stands at Newcastle. Not in the not in the team, not on the bench, not in the squad. 
Nine years later, he's captain in Newcastle. In 30 days, in the last 30 days, 30 different players have been linked with a move to Manchester United in the January transfer window, which just kind of shows the kind of rumours that are going around at the moment. That's Thank stuck. you very much for your call, Josh. Really appreciate that. We're going to go to another view on Solskjaer from Mohammed this time. Hey, Mohammed. Yes, Hi, mate. You're right. You're right, lad. What are you saying, mate? Yeah, I just want to say, um, first things first, regarding the club, uh, we're missing a lack of goals. And um, what I can't understand is um, we sold Lukaku because he wanted to leave the club, but so did Pogba want to leave the cl- club. So we kept Pogba, sold Lukaku, um, we didn't replace him. We're doing one thing for one player, one thing for not the other players. There's no management. I mean, Ed Woodward, I don't even know what to say about him, man. I wish you just, you know, I wish I'd seen him at a game, I'd kick him down the stairs. But at the end of the day, the matter, the matter of the fact is, I actually, I actually feel that we've, um, there's a lot of things going wrong, and I don't really like selling, um, putting uh, Smalling on loan. We should have got rid of, you know, Jones, the players like Herrera, we didn't give him a contract. So we, we must have some money there. Well, it's like I don't I don't know what's we need a football person in this club and this season I'm really scared. And I what, really do think that. I and mean, it's interesting what Mo's saying as well because our club they 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 boast about being a great business and we're great mm. for this and we're great for that. Great businesses don't let one of their most valuable assets contracts run out and allow mm. him to go on a free. No, no. Do you know what I mean? That that's what we used to take the mick out of Arsenal for doing. Yeah. We used to take the mick out of Arsenal players for having it too easy. And I almost feel that's how we've got it at United yeah. at the minute. Any, anyone can come and go. There's not real any demands. And that's the thing with me from Oli. I don't know whether he, what he's like behind the scenes. And I want him to be positive in the press because ultimately you can't be killing people in the press. But on the sidelines sometimes, show some anger, show some... F- I remember Fergie being on that pitch side at Newcastle absolutely tearing Johnny Evans a new one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in that. the post-match press conference, defended him. What do you make of his comments post-match after Newcastle? That's what I was going to say. I saw like Carrick smiling at Gomez and I saw Carrick smiling with Gomez and Ali smiling. And it's just like, I want you to hurt someone. Mm, Yeah. Slap someone. It was the way he said, I'm happy with Marcus Rashford for his performance in the game. And as you said, he didn't go hiding. The Rashford Rashford comment, I think Marcus Rashford doesn't look like a kid who's got a lot of confidence. Mm. And I think throwing him under the bus in a post-match interview would have been the, the worst thing you could have done. Behind closed doors, you might have a word with him and say, listen, you need to put your ideas up or whatever. But I think if he'd have gone after after him publicly and said, that's not good enough, he needs to do better or whatever, it wouldn't have done him any good. I think Oli's always been positive. The only time I can remember him really sort of going for the players was after Everton last season when it was 4-0 and he said, some of the players won't be here next season. But the problem is, the players that have left haven't been replaced. And I'd argue that some of the players he's got rid of, he perhaps shouldn't have. Well, at least one of them. Let's get some support for Solskjaer now. And that's going to come from Nick. Hey, Nick. Uh, how you doing? You right? Support your man. Big yes, him up. Nick. What's yeah. going on? Been yes, drinking since nine. <laughs> I, know, I know it's against the, 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 uh, the main opinion at Manchester, but you have to support him at the end of the day. He's been given actual, like, nothing, really. I think the only real bad decision he's done is let go Lukaku. But if you looked at the end of the season and when he was going through that high spell, Rashford was scoring the goals. So he was thinking, Rashford will bring up Greenwood. It'll be lovely. We can let go Lukaku. So I can see that. But that was a great mistake, obviously. We can't score against Newcastle now. Yeah, so our question there for you, Nick. Do you think then that uh, Ollie's doing the best he can with this team? Because some might say, even though like this is the team or Ollie didn't get money to spend, he didn't replace the right players. When that 11 goes out, that's the only thing that matters in them 90 minutes. Is Ollie doing the best he can with the team that he's got? 
tactics-wise, is he setting them out perfectly to go beat Newcastle? Or is his tactics poor and we are getting beat 1-0 at St. James's Park? Because that is what happened. Did he do everything right on the weekend? Nah. Newcastle was a great shake-up, and I think now we're going to get results through. I'm positive in that. Well, against Liverpool. Race. Because if you look at the last results, look at the last results, you had a draw against Arsenal. Yeah, it was a draw against Arsenal, but they're equally as bad as us at the moment. Yeah, they've got the front three that are fantastic, but they are poor. Then we have a draw against Rochdale, a 16-year-old scores against us. It is a waste of time. But draws, <laughs> draws, he's 16-year-old. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Waste of time. But, like, so you, you've got to see, like, you can't get sacked by drawing. So he's drawing. People, you, oh, you can. Team, you go, oh, a draw happens. A draw happens. I think you so can. So a loss against Newcastle is a make or break. It's going to motivate that team. You've seen Rashford post on Instagram and Harry Maguire post on Instagram. Yeah, but that's not them, is it? It's not them, like... You know, Adam this McGuire isn't Rebecca Bardi replying back to Colleen. Uh, this, no, this is someone else copying and pasting a little thing for Harry no, Maguire to put. I think what this guy's trying to say is, yeah, like maybe something is happening behind the scenes that we're not seeing. As it, maybe as there the is scenes. something going on where Ali's, Ali's, got, <laughs> Ali's got this confidence that he's going to be given time. Mm. Whether he gets it or not, I don't know. Maybe that's why he was so confident in letting Lukaku go and not replacing him. I don't... It seems crazy to me, but maybe he's kind of thought, let me take an L this season. But the thing is with, with Lukaku, Oli <laughs> never rated him, did he? Oli never rated Lukaku. Let's have it right. Yeah, that's why it was different he to He dropped Pogba. him straight away. He only brought him in when we had a proper injury crisis. He shifted him out onto the wing when Rashford was hobbling about. He'd rather play Rashford up front hobbling and have Lukaku out wide than the other way around. So it was obvious from day one that just he didn't fancy him. Lukaku scored six in three games and he got dropped. It was just, you know what, he couldn't do right for doing wrong with uh, with with Zephyr with actually agrees with him um, in the comments. He says, I'm with Nick. Um, so he agrees with Nick. Um, Aaron, uh, sorry, Red United View says they've let Ollie down badly, uh, the board. Um, United bought their defence by selling midfielders and attackers, says Adam. Which well, is kind of the point, isn't it? We, we, we strengthened our defence and we weakened that was everywhere just madness. else. Um, but isn't that a kind of solid thing to do in football anyway? When you're, when you're rebuilding a team, you start at the back and you saw LVG started to do that and Jose it, started to I do get, that. I get that starting at the back thing, but you don't sell loads of your attackers or two of you. Attackers. We, took a, two, we took 200 Premier League goals out of that team and didn't replace it. Now, whether you like Lukaku, whether you like Sanchez, whether you like Herrera or not, or even Fellaini, who scored goals, you take 200 goals out of a team, you don't replace Who's it. Who's making those calls? I think it's Woodward. That feels massive. I think, I think Woodward, I think Oli's got to have a say in it. I think what, what Oli must have said, I don't fancy um, Lukaku. And I think Sanchez, we all know what a disaster that had been, especially with the wages and whatnot. Mm. But I think Edward, was, for me, has got to take a lot of responsibility for some of these decisions. Because yeah, 100%. He's, he's definitely involved. Nick, cheers for your call, mate. Thank you for coming nice on. One, Let's go to Mohammed now. Hey, Mohammed. Hello, hi. Hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, I just want to point out one point first before I get into the to the show, which is the people saying that we wouldn't be hiring Solskjaer if he didn't stick his leg in 99. Do you know how that how disrespectful is that? Really? Our fan base is becoming like this. Are we really disrespecting the man like that? you know how many goals did he score? We all know that. Do you guys think, like, oh, that's the only goal he scored? Maybe I know what you guys mean, but that sound is very disrespectful. 
to the man who did everything for this club when he was playing. And the other point I try to <clears throat> to point out is people are saying, oh, um, Sosha out in nine months. And why Sosha didn't play or whatever he's playing on Newcastle? Have you seen who were on the pitch? Your last sorry, last um, international break, yeah, when we went into that, we were literally the third team in the league, the most chance created. And surprisingly, now we are 14 or something like that at the like at the bomb mm. because we were missing what, how many people? Mm. Pogba, Rashford, uh, sorry, and Martial. The most the, the holdup for Martial was the people don't appreciate, but. That is a massive miss. And you know what, what they did to him when they give him the job in the summer. And the other thing is, people were slagging Mourinho by throwing players under the bus. Now Solskjaer is protecting them mm. because they're already down in confidence. What is the point, man? Boy, thrown under the bus. Mm. What is it going to help? We were slagging Mourinho doing that. And now we're slagging Solskjaer by saying why he didn't come up and say, yo, this guy is not doing this, this guy is not doing that. How long do you want to get in there, Mohamed? Yeah, yeah, Mohamed, can I just ask you about, about Newcastle then? Why, why did United get beat against Newcastle? What, why, why do you think we got beat against Newcastle? Bro, because they're not good enough. The players are not good enough. The players who are supposed to be playing for Solskjaer, unfortunately, are injured. That's why, listen, the 4-0 against Chelsea... It didn't come up by what? By surprise. Yes, they played better football, but we were clinical. We were creating chances. But we were, if we're missing our players, what can he do? If he didn't have been backed up in the transfer window, because he was, he's a football man, yeah? And he was expecting this to happen. By basically, injury will hit him. But what, what is he going to do if the board told him that like, we're not going to give you anything? Are this your budget? Or we give you Harry Maguire, AWP, and what? And James, what, 15, 15 million pound player? And the, my, the that thing sounds the all right fans, to me in terms of investment. I yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> not. It's not. Because, bro, he, he was expecting these injuries. You guys know he had been in football for God knows how long. And he, if, if, if he can soldier today, he would bring two players every single position. You know, you know what I mean? But mm. this board. And this Edward guy is absolutely messing up. Mm. And the fans, they don't see that. I know they're angry, but come on, man. Come on, common sense. Let's say we sack him today. What is going to happen? Mm. What are they going to do? You still be paying the merchandise, the tickets and everything, and they still throw this guy under the bus for nine months. And they still give us a motivation of allegory, whatever. Right, and we're still paying them the money after nine months. Same circle. What are we gonna do then, mm. Mohammed? I feel, I feel like we should be charging for therapy. Here, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> charging by the hour. <laughs> you we, know what? Lo- everyone's got a lot totally to say. I totally hear what Mo's saying though, and yeah. I can yeah, understand 100%. the perspective that some people come from when they wanna they wanna defend Olegan Solskjaer because they're seeing a manager that hasn't really been backed too much in the window. They're seeing a manager that needs more, quite clearly, in players. And they see him. They see a manager that you know is hurting by what's happening, and he's trying to mm. do the right things. I do actually think Ali has done some very good things in terms of trimming the squad. We had to do this. The problem was he didn't replace players quickly enough. And I've always said it: no matter what happens, whether Ali is a success or not, it looks like the latter at the moment. It may change. You never know. Football changes very Football quickly. Changes. But whether he's a success or not, 
the next manager will benefit from what he's done to the squad in terms of getting rid of a lot of stuff and bringing in them them, the defence. Do you guys have the patience for rebuilding? I do personally. But, yeah. Do you think United Football fans, fans do not? So the five years, let's say, conservatively, that you shouldn't Manchester have United to build change. for a five years. It shouldn't take five years to build. It should take a year or two, and along that way, you're seeing improvements. Yeah, because the right man on the right board, you can do it. I mean, you look at Klopp; he finished yeah, eighth with his. Uh, unfortunately, we have to look at them. He finished eighth in his first season. He had the right amount of money to spend, and he brought in right wisely. But they also brought in. Sorry to cut you there. They also brought in, I think his name was Michael Edwards. Yes. Who's a sporting yeah, yeah. director who, who actually found a lot of players for them. And there's a story of him going to Klopp with Mo Salah. And, say, and Klopp was saying, I don't actually fancy him. And he was saying, you actually need him because yeah. the way you want to play football... This guy is it's intelligent. It's so intelligent. He, he knows what the manager wants. Can you imagine Ed Woodward doing that? Going yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, I've just seen this player there. No. The way you want to play football it's, is ideal for your system. It's football hey, intelligence and that is what we chance. need at United. But the way I feel things go is Ed Woodward maybe say, uh, sorry, Ollie's probably says, I want X, Y and Z. Mm. And Ed Woodward goes, nah. Can he, can he, <laughs> he doesn't bring in enough money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he can't sell me a tractor. So we're dealing with different things. Here. I think United have to be careful as well. You know, you talk about this five-year rebuilding plan and we always take it for granted that, you know, fans are going to keep coming. Fans are always going to be there and all mm. the rest of it. Like, you know, obviously me, Macker and Joel, we've seen a lot of success, but younger fans, they haven't, and you go, you got kids and all that going to the game. They're not going to sort of keep going and just seeing mm. dross every week, especially when you're not got that mob down the road winning titles with record number of points and all the rest of it. And United need to be careful because they've always took it for granted that they're going to have this massive fan base, going to have the record um, attendances and all the rest of it. But it's been different in the past. We've always, Yeah, when we've had a little rebuilding stages, we've always had trophies. We've always had a sort of a title every three years or at least every two or three years. And we've always had our rivals, like City, for example, not doing well. They've, you know, when I was growing up in the, in the 90s or the 80s and 90s, no matter how bad United were, nine times out of ten, City were a lot worse. It's different now. And United need to be careful because they're taking all this for granted that fans are just going to keep going, keep buying stuff. We're always going to be around. The longer this transitional period goes on, the less that is going to happen. And I, I feel I know I've been so melodramatic, but I take, you know, my daughter started going to the game. She's only eight. She's seen us get knocked out of the cup by Derby County. She's seen us scrape a win against Rostov. And she's seen us beat Rochdale on penalties. She cried, didn't she? Yeah, she cried against Derby. <laughs> she cried. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, so did I. But uh, the pie. That's what I mean, like, it's just, you know, when a lot of her mates are going down. Yeah, yeah I don't blame him sometimes. Well, she won't be going though. HBM has just voted for us uh, in yes. Northwest Football Awards, so thank you very much. Well and you done. can do that. What are you up for? Northwest Football Awards. Best Fine media channel. Adam, Adam's up for best T-shirt. <laughs> if you want to get involved tonight, oh three four five triple one seventy six twenty five is the number to tonight, call. Tonight, how long have we been? That's if you're watching <laughs> today. That's if you're watching live on the Full Time Devils YouTube channel. If you're not watching live and you're listening to the podcast, then you can go and find Full Time Devils. Just search that on YouTube. Click subscribe and make some great Manchester United videos. And if you're watching the live stream and you're not listening to the podcast, you can find our daily Premier League show, Football Social Daily. Just search Football Social Daily wherever it is you find your podcasts. I want to get views on things like the board and the playing staff at the moment, not just Ole Gunnar Solskjaer today, which seems to be where we're going in general. And it's James who wants his go on Ole next. Hey, James. Are you all right, fellas? What are you saying? Yes, James. Yes, mate. speak to you, James. Yeah, so- yeah, so I just wanted to speak about kind of the state of the club, um, going to Oli as well as such. But I think like a lot of been this year has been talked about how, you know, the board has made like successful signings in regards to our defence and we're progressing. 
Oh, and, and also a lot of, um, you know, old United players commenting on it. But I think it's a myth if you actually really look at the five-year cycle because regardless of how bad it was under LVG and Jose Mourinho, with LVG we had players like Tyler Blackett and these other players and we had the best defence in the league. And we've now got better defenders, so such, but we've gone downhill. Now, you could say a lot of it's down to David De Gea, but you've got to look at the... You've got to look at the facts, really, and go, have we actually really improved from our defence from the period we say? And then the worst part is we go, we've got a worse midfield and we've got worse forwards. We don't know who we need to look at, who's responsible. And then the worst thing about Ollie is that I actually want Ollie to do well. I'm not even an Ollie out person, but I fully understand everyone's views about being Ollie out because I go, we've got no direction. We've got no style of play. We concede goals. I don't even know what a United goal is. Like, I hate to compare it to when you look at City and Liverpool, but City, you already know that if they've got the ball, they're coming with pace, they pass you off the park. Even if they don't get it in that first attempt, you know, three times later, that's going in the goal. Liverpool, you know, as soon as the front three are breaking, it's going in the back of the net. And then I go, even against Arsenal, yeah, McTominay scores a bang up, but I went, did we really actually make anything that I was like we looked convincing to win and then I should be confident against Liverpool because I know we turn up for the big games but I'm going I'm just accepting we're going to get slapped up by Liverpool and it's just like I don't know where we're progressing as a club I think we're buying into way too many myths where we're saying oh we've improved we've improved we've improved because we actually haven't improved and yet we're thinking we've got a better squad of players, but we're going, our squad's not good enough. And then my worry about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is regardless of how bad our players are, we're a top six club. Like, you can't excuse, all right, Leicester got a better midfield, even though I argue got better forwards, but you can't really excuse that. We've got a world-winning um, midfielder, Paul Pogba. Okay, some of the players around him aren't as good, but Matic, a few years ago, Premier League winner, you know, Pereira's got, got experience in La Liga, all these players on the go. Is it really just the managers? Is it really the coaching staff? Is there no direction? Or is it such a bigger picture that no one knows what to do? No one knows what our recruitment is. No one knows what our plan is. No one knows what our five-year plan is. Because if I asked you fellas what's a United goal, mm. since Fergie, I bet no one could give me an answer. And that's a worry because I'll go six years, I'll go 10 years. I realistically could go, right, it might be 20 years till we win the title. And like I come to Manchester in uni, lived in living here, perfect for thinking, right, I can literally walk to Old Trafford. And like now like I'm like if it's raining, I can't even be bothered to go and I'm like, I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't feel like that, but I'm like, am I gonna really waste ninety minutes of seeing boring football? Yeah, we might win, but and I feel like I don't know, like we're getting we're we're buying into too many lies and we've really got to look at fans and go, even though we might have improved with players, have we actually improved compared to people we were criticising in regards to LVG and Mourinho when we had a better defence and we'd even say Chris Morland and Phil Jones are trash but they were playing better under these managers. There's a load of issues James has kind of highlighted there I think from the board to the playing is, yeah, staff. Yeah, I think it is a multiple layered issue and that's why I think you find a lot of United fans arguing with each other because you've got obviously the Glazers are a massive issue, Woodward's a massive issue but also the managers have been issues over the last couple of years. Like Moyes, he deserved to get sacked. Could the board have done more for him? Mm. Yeah. Vano, he deserved to get sacked. Could the board have done more for him? I don't know because he did get a lot of players and he spent a lot of money, so I'm not too sure. Mourinho. I'm waiting for this one. Could they have done more for him? Yes. 
in his final summer, when he finished second, they could have done a lot more for him. But did he deserve to get sacked? Hell yes. So managers can deserve to get sacked and still have needed more from above them. You say they all deserve to get sacked. And it's probably a similar case with Solskjaer now, that if he did get sacked, people might not question it. But did any of those managers along the line deserve more time? From Moyes to Solskjaer? Well, Mourinho had three years. No. Van Hall. But now that that finishing second... Mate, if we kept Mourinho, it wouldn't have got any better. Please, nobody... We didn't really finish second that season. Like, Did anyone ever feel we were in a title race? We weren't, no. We got beat by by City in September. Mm. Title was done. But it's like like what you're saying there, Maki. You said about the summer there. That was our opportunity that summer after we finished second. All right, 19 points behind City. We finished 19 points behind City and we went out and bought Diogo Dolo. Fred. Fred and Lee Grant to try and catch City, who went and broke their transfer the record summer. for Riyad Mahrez. That is crazy. There was no ambition from the club to try and kick on and challenge for the title. I think the ambition could have came from the Europa League win when we won that with Jose Mourinho. I thought that was a start. I mean, a lot of people, people some people even reflected on that now on Twitter when we won the Europa League. We got Champions League football. We got Mourinho at the club. We've got big players like Pogba, uh, David De Gea playing incredibly well. You kick on from there. You kick on from a European win. And we just didn't like nothing happened. So if they can't take the kick up the backside that they that we sort of deserve the the board, then we we've, we've got no open. The thing fans. that does frustrate me though is when people say, "Oh, Jose got second with this squad." This squad is nowhere near the same squad. Mm. It was six months ago, twelve months ago. It's completely different. We've taken two is it Premier worse? League strikes. Yeah, oh yeah, it's worse. Yeah. But I also think it's better. But hear me out when I say that it's better because I feel like we've got a nucleus to actually build on. It's worse because in terms of getting results here and now, we haven't got the players. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Lukaku against a Newcastle or a I mean, Palace for start, under Under Mourinho, Matic still did a job. He's completely useless now. Herrera was a, an important player. He's gone. Gone. Lukaku scored a lot of goals under Mourinho. He scored 27 goals in a season, Lukaku, for Mourinho. So, yes, those players were were effective and they did a job and like they're either gone or they're, they're useless now. So let's I know I know where Adam's coming from. You know even Mourinho himself the other day said he needed to get sacked or he, he deserves to get sacked. But I think the problem you have you know James made a good point. Can you name a United goal? What's the United goal look like under Moyes? It was all about wingers trying to get the ball into the box. Forty-seven crosses like nonsense under Van Gaal. It was about possession. Just keep the ball until everyone gets bored you to see, tears, the is- and then you try and score. And with Mourinho it was like have a battering ram up front either an Ibrahimovic or a Lukaku and you play off them. So it's completely different styles. And now Joe um, Olisoy has come in trying to get his style in, and if he goes, someone else is going to come in with a new style and the new thing is with Oli, and start again. And I feel sorry for him. We're not seeing any signs of. A style. No. Just like, we're not seeing any patterns of play. Like in in his first 13, 14 games, we actually saw that. Mm. Now I don't know whether that's because of the the players he has as is his availability or because of him as a manager. But he's definitely gone a little bit. It feels in his to shell. me like he's going into that dressing room and going, just play like we did in the old days. Just play like he we did on the Fogey. You can't do so much yeah. change. And, and what does that mean to, to mm. you know, Mason Greenwood? No, exactly. Play like you did when before you were born. We're going to rattle through a few calls here. So we've got a load waiting at yes, the moment. Do if you want to get involved, 0345 one seventy six twenty five. James, thank you very much for your call, mate. Let's speak to Mohammed. Hey, Mohammed. Hi, guys. Is our third Mohammed today? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think he, Bring on the Mohammed. Rack it up the Mohammeds. Mohammed the fourth. What are you going for, mate? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, mate. Yeah, can, yes, you, mate. can you hear me now? Uh, yes. <laughs> Dory. Dory, I'm not as crazy as the last moment. I don't know no, it's all good. Is. I didn't think he was crazy. Nah, listen, it's, it's an emotional time. He was enthusiastic. Time. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, I, I just, uh, to be honest, watching United is just like pure depression. I have no idea what our, what our tactics are on the pitch. And I don't think uh, Oli is the right guy to, to move us forward because, like, anyone that can anyone explain to me how Andreas Pereira plays right wing or left wing? I, I don't know what he's doing on the pitch. And in terms of his signings, I don't think they've been that good except for uh, Juan Basaka. You don't think the signings, Dan James, not been good? The Dan sign- James. Dan James is a championship level winger. Look, let's, what are we trying to do as a club? We're trying to win the Prem. If we compare Dan James to City's attack, Liverpool's attack, he is no one. You think he's a championship player? Dan James, uh, listen, I'm all for criticising certain players, but I think the way Dan James has come in, he's looked like a Premier League player to me. I don't think there's an issue with Dan James. He could be a good squad player. Yeah, I think that's all yeah. he is. I think there's a lot of expectations on him already, which is a bit of a shame because we all thought he'd be on the fringes. But I think he's done a very, a very good job. He was playing a month, wasn't he, for the first He's not month. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, you know, my, my point is that if you compare him to Mane or if you compare him to Sterling or Sane, he will never reach that level. So why are we trying to scout players and sign players that, that are like that? Hang on, isn't he, uh, how old is Dan James? Yeah, Mane wasn't banging in goals every week when he was 21. Neither was Sterling had looked like very up and down, I think, a few years ago. I get where you're coming from in terms of we need to be sort of aspiring to those levels, but I'd certainly give Dan James a bit of time. He's, there's, there's a nugget of a good player there. and I, think I just don't think... Dan James is the problem. He's the last thing I on don't my think. List. I don't. I get what he's saying. I don't want to see Dan James start for United every game next season. Do you know what I mean? I think he's a good squad player and he's someone that can he come off the bench on, sometimes. He could kick on. I think yeah, he, he could, wants yeah. a better quality of player. Yeah. He wants that kind of. I understand that. It's a bit. Than... When you look at it and you think, right, we bought a 15 million pound player as our only attacking player mm. we bought this summer, it doesn't sound. But great. ultimately, Danny James is the same age as Rashford. Yeah, that's true. So. You have to take that into well, consideration. Rashford's been playing for 24 years, on not he? Or something. <laughs> 26 seasons. Let's talk to Nick. He's on the line. Evening, Nick. Another Nick. Nick, what's two going Nicks? on? Yeah. These are the same people. Are they, are they the same getting, people just bringing like up again. It's like a Scooby Doo hey. sketch. You know what I mean? That's a Nick and a Mohammed. Nick, how's it going? Not spoke to you for a little while. Uh, eve, eve, uh, morning, actually. You guys, I'm in LA. Ah, oh, hello, Nick. International. <laughs> Adam looked at his watch. Yeah. He's got the LA time on it. Sam is over there. He's a hotel. Big, big fan, by the way, of the content. Watch all your videos and um, pulling for you guys to get that fan channel award. So hopefully we'll Cheers, get Nick. something Thanks a lot, Nick. Appreciate that, mate. <laughs> Go on, Nick. What yeah, were we saying, yeah. mate? Uh... <laughs> 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 it's a bit of noise. <laughs> Cheers, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Summed it up perfectly, I'm, mate. That's, that's it, really. See ya. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm worried, guys. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how we get out of this. Except, except for a change of ownership, which I don't see happening. Maybe a, a director of football coming in could could make a difference. And 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 on, and honestly, I, you know, I love all eight bits. Always will. I I do get a bit worried sometimes when I when I watch him in interviews and stuff and his and his, and his answers. Do you, are you guys with me on that at all? I don't know. I think part of the thing with Ollie was maybe it was like trying to do the opposite of Jose as well with a lot of the time with his press conference and his reaction because Jose towards the end was just throwing everyone under the bus, even the kids. He was, you know, on the but preseason think... tour. He was like, These kids aren't good enough. This is what I'm stuck with. But I think and I think there's an element of that. Yeah, I get I think the balance. You could come I think... out after a game against Newcastle and say we didn't play well. That's not what I want. We need to be better. But when asked about an individual, he could say. You know, his young lad is improving. That's a very Ferguson type of thing, in it? To sort of say, you know, we need to be better. Certain players need to improve, but individually sort of back him and whatnot. I think, like I said earlier, the only time I've seen Oli really sort of add enough was at, was at Everton away. Um, and I think, yeah, you, you try and be positive, but you don't want to look deluded. 
And that's the problem is sometimes you sit standing there going, yeah, we did really well. And, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of positives when we just watch absolute garbage. It just makes you look... <laughs> someone you know. said in the comments, can someone make Jay laugh? Because that will cheer me up. Oh. <laughs> they love your laugh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Look at that Matter call up where he said Matter was better than David Silver last season. <laughs> that'll make, that'll I make... stand by that. I fully <laughs> stand by that opinion that Juan Matter is far better than David Silver. If Juan Matter had pace, right. he'd be the greatest player on the planet. Exactly. People, I don't know. David Silver is overrated. Anyway. How many Champions <laughs> right. Leagues has he won? None. How many has Matter won? One. One. Crack on. O three four five <laughs> triple <Chance>. one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be one for us. O three four five triple one seventy six twenty five is the number to call. Still get your call in. I've got a question for everyone that we'll come to in a minute because Nick in LA raised it there a, a minute ago. I thought we had another Nick. I was about to say it's Mohammed Sir now. He, ma- he mentioned it a minute ago. He was talking about the board and he was talking about something should change with the board. I want to know what motivation there would possibly be for any change in management at Manchester United because in board level so in terms of the ownership or in terms of the CEO why should there be any change at that level we'll come to it in a minute cause why I, some, I, don't, I don't understand why they can change can we start it. another show I don't, oh, that's 24 there's hours all this, long all this anger from Manchester United fans and I get the anger completely the Glazers but, are leeches but that's what, why what motivation let me tell you how from, bad from their point of view from their point of view the biggest leeches going well if they put any money into this club that's why they'll leave but from never, forever, ever, ever. If I'm the Glazers forever, and I'm ever, sitting ever. there going, "This is cushy. I'm making money. I'm getting a bit of abuse, but I'm the other side of the Atlantic. Why do I care? The money will fall. The money will fall. You know why the sponsorship deals are gonna fall and gonna come crashing down. These records that we've built up, they will fall when the product is not there and the product is winning games. When that product falls. It'll come crumbling down on the Glazers and they'll realise actually making money in football is about getting results. Liverpool just got is an unbelievable. It's going to take then. It's Liverpool take. just got an unbelievable shirt deal. They wouldn't have got that if they were going nah, eighth they every season. They tried to paint that as it was the biggest and best in the world and then the true numbers came out and it wasn't. Really? But was really? So that's just stinks. Well, we won, we won, hey. won the kit deal trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we just won the, won the Champions deal. League, man. You don't need to start bragging about kit deals. Come on, well, get that's, a that's That is a bit of a money making exercise, let's say, for a kit deal, right? So Adidas, one of the richest sports companies in the world, really going to pay? United had unbelievable faith for them to come 12th every year and not get any European football or Champions League football the money will start to fall down the players won't start to come in the Glazers will be like what, why, did, why did we do it the only thing that kept the Glazers making money was uh, David Gill and obviously Sir Alex Ferguson it's all but Woodward's brought in money though didn't he, he brought in now, money Woodward's very good at yeah, what he does that's why he's in the position he is and because they still made a lot of money but I think he was living haven't off the, the, haven't we had like record revenue again he was living off I think people kind of have a bit of rose tinted glasses with David Gill as well he missed out on a lot of players for us, you know. A lot of players for we us. We didn't necessarily you know. need them. Yes, we did. This is the point. This is what you like don't understand. When Fergie was saying, <laughs> use lot, all these things <laughs> about, ah, oh, no money in the market, no value in the market, this, that, and the other. Oh, David Gill was missing out on Robins and Essiens and all that. While Chelsea were mopping them up. Yeah, yeah. This has started from back then. Go and check my Swansea review. After Van Hall's first Premier League game, I was saying the same problems. Andy Tate, after David Moyes, what did he say? He goes, the Glazers, they don't know nothing about football, but eventually it'll become a financial decision. We've been saying it for years. People like to say full-time devils. Don't say anything about the Glazers. We've actually been been saying it for years. They are an issue. They've been an issue for 15 years. We replaced Ronaldo with Obertan, Valencia and Owen. That's, and Tevez left as well. Don't Shall forget. I say that People again? Forget that. Shall I say that again? Olberton, Valencia. <laughs> Someone's always put Red United views. He managed to sign Berbatov from Spurs. Well, there you, go, there you go, then. That's the end of that. Let's go from the USA where we're talking to Nick to go to Australia where we've got Chris waiting for us. Hey, Chris. Another Nick. 
Chris. Hey. Hi, Chris. You all right, mate? Hey, boys. How you doing? Is your middle name Mohammed? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. We can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, just first of all, I just want to say, you know, love your content. Um, watch it every day in Australia, even though you know, it's 11 o'clock at night over here. But, you know, absolutely loving what you guys love are doing. You, keep, Chris. Up, keep up Thanks, the really, Chris. really good work. It's, it's awesome. Boys, I just wanted to ask you, um, I, for one, am all in. Okay, I, I watch this every week. As frustrated as I do get, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger picture that we all have to look at. But it doesn't help when the board is being pressured now by the bad results. And don't get me wrong, Oli is to blame for some of these results. I don't understand why he's going in with these two defensive midfielders when he does have the quality, the players, I should say, to to be able to grind out these results and start creating more goals. Do you think that Oli, one, doesn't know what his his real 11 actually is? Or is it more he doesn't trust his midfield? That's why he's playing the two defensive midfielders. Yeah, that's what I I kind of feel the same as well because I think a four three three would obviously be better, um, and we played our best football under that. But we don't seem to have the personnel. Matic too slow, um, Fred not performing, and then we've only kind of got McTominay and Paul Pogba. Pogba's been injured. Unless he brings in James Garner or someone like that, I can't see. He's trying to put out as well, but it's not really. It's, I, I would it's love really to nice, see Garner. I would love to see Garner get in, but for me, my midfield three would have been a McTominay. Pogba when he's fit and Fred and have Fred do the work that Ander Herrera was doing obviously he's not going to be as good as Ander Herrera by the way that Duncan Castles interview that you, that you guys did the other day was awesome but the one part that broke my heart is having that leech of a I'm not going to say it on live air but that leech go up to Ander Herrera with a lower contract lower salary yeah. and PSG's walked in and said there you go yeah. yeah, that's the stat there, and the guy wanted to stay, man. Mm. What is that? We'll miss I'll her, we'll miss him big time. Money and just say, you know what, brother? It's it's, and now you've got Fred there, who doesn't re- he hasn't really adjusted to the English game. It's a different ballpark, man. It's a it's a completely different ballpark. But for me, now watching, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but he would seem the best option to take on that dog work and let Pogba be free again. Free Pogba. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, free Pogba. Time, doesn't it? <laughs> free, hashtag free Pogba. Yeah. I just, the problem, like, I, know, I get where you're coming from, Chris. I completely agree. I think one, the problem with our midfield is once you take Pogba out of it, it's so weak. It's just a. It's Sometimes a, it's, really it's, minute. Well, even, yeah, you could argue that. Yeah, you can argue that on Mac will probably fight yeah, over no, that no, one. Sorry, I said that. But, um, but, but yeah, you look at it and look at comparisons to other midfields. I think someone said earlier about Leicester's midfield is stronger than ours. Without 100%. Pogba, it is. Yeah, maybe. Even but, with Pogba, because they've got but, more balance. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, you know, let alone the, t- the top sort of two or three teams. And you, you can't get away with that in the morning. You can't have a midfield of, of just bang average players or players who are good on one day and terrible the next. Where does three of you sit on Pogba at the moment as an individual? Because obviously he was described as a virus by Mourinho mm. when he was at the club. Imagine and, a virus and, calling you a virus. <laughs> again, this summary kind of sounded like he was trying to negotiate a move away from Manchester United. Well, he said it. He yeah, said he well, wanted a new challenge. Yeah, exactly. So do you want him at the club? Are you happy with him staying? Is he just the kind of player of quality that you need to keep? I think without Paul Pop, we're in all sorts of trouble. And I think we're finding that out now. And I know a lot of people won't like that. A lot of people say just get rid of him and all the rest of it. But there's two problems over that. One, we'll miss him when he goes. And two, I have absolutely zero faith in this setup or this board to bring in a like-for-like replacement. 
I think we'll end up getting rid of Paul Pogba and bringing in Sean Longstaff, who's now not even the best Longstaff brother. (laughs) (laughs) Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Let's talk to Simon, who's waiting on the line. Evening, Simon. I don't like him saying evening. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. What are you doing? You're messing with our edge. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Simon? You know when you go out to cinema and you're expecting <laughs> to be <laughs> I'm going to be going out of here today. Where's that? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, oh. Um, yeah, hi, guys. Um, hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, basically, basically, I just look at it from the perspective of Oli. Uh, from the start of the season in the transfer window, if you know you're not going to get replacements, you know. You don't let players go. It's very simple. Sanchez and Lukaku, they should still be here. They can still do a job. It's not like they're washed up and like a Matic, for example. They're not like that. So why let go of them? Herrera as well. If I was Oli, as soon as I get in there, I find out the contract situation, I'm going to the board straight away as they sign him. Straight away. There's no, there's no, oh, but he's already gone to be. No. Give him free. If he wants you 300k, you give it to him. It's simple, because what we're going to do, we're going to buy... He wanted Longstar for McGinn, and they, they were quoted at 50 mil. So who are you blaming here, Simon? You're saying the transfer policy's wrong, that you've let go of players, yeah. not bought right ones in. Whose fault's that? Uh, it starts at Oli. It's a combination, but I blame Oli mostly. you got to do what you got to do. If the board is shit, the board is shit. you got to work with that. Would you, uh, I get what you're saying, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and if the board is shit, you got to work. You know what can you do? But is, if, well, if all his hands are tied, if he's going there, and the targets he wants, he's not getting them. What else do you think he needs to do? Yeah, Simon, who do you think they like? The is, is it Simon? How, how, how do we know? Simon, who do you think the best manager in the world is right now? Are you sorry? Who do you think the best manager in the world is right now? Well, that of Pep and uh, Klopp. So, what would they do with this United team? Do you think they'll win the Premier League? But he's not saying okay, that, though. All, Simon never said that. Yeah, first of all, first of all... He's saying it's No, but Simon never said that we should win the Premier League. No, but what he's saying is Oli needs to do better with his team. What I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is his team... What, what will Pep do? But he never said that we're going to win the Premier League. No, but I'm just saying that because they're t- challenging for the Premier League now. No, yeah, no, but I'm saying That's what Pep... But he never said that. Yeah, but I'm pointing to him. Would this team be challenging? Because Charlie's here, Simon. I'm not saying... I'm saying... Right, where, yeah. right, would, would we be going for the top four then? Well, you're almost ridiculing him for oh, saying that. No, Ollie should be doing more than the top four. Let's let. Would Sarri would be the top four? The manager. Okay, look. The manager. Can the first question you need to ask is: Is this the best that the team can play? I don't think so. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree okay, with that. So, if you do get a pep and a clock, I think they'll get more out of them. We'll see a system where they're pressing high or they're doing only. We're going to play uh, short balls only or stuff like that. We're going to see that. They're not going to play four two three one, which is I don't know why it's crazy. He's persistent with it. He shouldn't play that. He shouldn't sacrifice the system. Just I don't know why he's doing it. Maybe he wants to play matter and ten. For what? The I hear what he's saying. They're not good enough. Regardless of what so, happens with the board, he has to yeah. do more the team. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I'm saying, what, what more do you mean? What, what, where do you think this team could? If you're the best manager in the world, this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but where, he's what, not arguing. What this guy so is I'm, saying, what I'm and saying I totally is, hear him, is he wants to see signs of improvement. I want to see United having a shot on target. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but I want to see United. Right, if you can't play a four-three-three because you haven't got the midfielders that you need, find a way to make this work, bro. I'm FIFA. United are crap. 
And I know life, real life isn't FIFA. It isn't. But when you start the game, it's set up how Hollywood set it up. I immediately changed that up, bruv. Play it to the best way. You've got the players in there. You've got three half-decent centre-halves. Play them. You've got two, two full-backs that like to get forward. Play them as wing-backs. Yeah, my Play your two is... strikers up front. Play two or three in midfield. You've then, you then you play into your strengths. I don't think we play to our strengths. We're waiting for Pogba to get back. We're waiting for Marshall to get back. And someone commented in here saying, um, is it a problem that Martial is only available every eight games? I don't think you can criticise the man for being injured. But as soon as he's back, we'll see the quality that he brings. Yeah. I, I'm not getting on, on, on Ali's case because I think he, he has one hand tied behind his back almost. But I do think he can make life easier for himself a little bit here. Yeah. And what I was trying to say is, right, so say the greatest technician uh, tactician came in and, and we used this squad to the best of the ability. What is the best of the ability? Are they pushing top four? Is this team a top four team with the players we've got? Not at the minute, it, no. What, what no. do you get with them, Adam? On, if, you on, take, if your career mode, are you, you, are take, you winning the Premier League? <laughs> if you, no, you're not. You probably couldn't sit down if you don't want to make it you take, If you take Pogba, Marcel and De Gea out of this team. Yeah. Which we almost have done. Bottom 10. Bottom 10. But I don't even think you need to take the hair out of the team. I think you take Pogba and Marshall out of the team. Well, the hair is kind of taking himself yeah. out. Of you the take team, the hair, uh, take sorry Marshall and Pogba out of the team, and then I know we were talking about this earlier. Taking out, out Wamba Saka as well has been one of our best players. We're in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> Didn't you hear someone say that we shouldn't have signed Wamba Saka? What? <laughs> Didn't someone tell you we shouldn't have signed Wamba Saka? Oh, I think we had Rick Red on the other week, and he was he said that Maguire uh, Smalling was better. Smalling was better than Maguire, and we shouldn't have signed Wamba Saka or something or some madness. Or Danny, Danny James was overpriced. I don't know. Simon, so, just in some madness. I can't remember it. <laughs> it got lost in the melee. Simon, thank you for your call, mate. Thanks, Simon. Some good points there, mate. Despite Joel trying to throw you under the bus. <laughs> oh, I did it. Simon, I got you back. Simon saying like Simon putting words in his mouth. No. Saying, <laughs> Obviously, never saying, played. If Simon if says, if came in, we'd win the treble. <laughs> no, I was saying, do you think we win the Premier League? No, but you did. He was like, he no. made a point saying, oh, it should make it look, make the team look, better. So then you were like, four, then, shouldn't I? Shh. I should have said like, top four. I should have said Premier League. You were like, ah, oh, so I'm going to say, I'm apologise, Simon. They'll win the league, yeah? No, patronising him. Miss. Oh, no, I was just saying. Anyway, listen, Joel Joel races trams. He's not there in the head. So don't take anything he says seriously. Let's all take a breath for the next caller, yeah? These two, these two need to go outside. He's going to come on, go. Sort it out in the car park. Who is it? Just deep in, deep out. This is what happens when you don't put Mohammed on. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to Brian instead. Hello, Brian. Hi, Brian. Brian, sorry. Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? How we doing, man? You are right? Yes, Brian. I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. What we say, mate? Yeah, you know, this is this is a really tough position for Manchester United to be in. You know, I think like I I got the privilege to go to Old Trafford for the first time three years ago, and I think that if I was you know stationed in the United Kingdom, it, people wouldn't say it exactly. People wouldn't see it as a privilege, you know. But um, it, it's one of those things where it, it's so tough because on the one hand we've had six or so years of just poor recruitment and just poor running from the very top. And that's affected what's gone on on the field, which made, which has made this rebuild process even longer. And so as fans, we have to be patient to watch things kind of change and shift and, and improve. Um, but in the short term, when we take those steps and we know we might, we might take a hit and go backwards a little bit in the short term, we're really, really looking like we're lacking right now and it doesn't look like you know there's any way out and it, it's just it's just really hard because I, I i don't know if the majority of 
Manchester United fans or people who would consider themselves to be fans or followers of the club have the patience to go through what United are going through right now. You know, it's just it's just really hard. It's really hard, and for Ali. Uh, he's. I mean, he's got. He's got a tough job. He, he, he's got a tough job. But one of the biggest questions that I have is, if you're Ed Woodward, and you've had three managers fail under your stead, how do you get away with that? There you go. How does he get away with money? That? I think the, the Glazers are probably looking at the revenue returns before they look at a. Um, league positions and we've just had the financial report saying that you know the revenues were up or whatever it was yeah. so they, they made a load more money and that's what they care about the Glazers aren't United yeah, fans Joel so, you know you, was, you, you were the cushy I think you said it before they, they're not they don't I mean they're not they're not only going to be bothered about the results if it takes a massive effect on their bottom line that's what they care about they bought this we didn't even have the money to buy United for starters. They took out all these ridiculous loans mm. and all the rest of it. They bought the club just to make money. They take Very out shrewd. lots of money, tens of millions every year without fail. They all take it out. They're all making loads of money off it. And that's all they care about. And as long as that cash cow keeps feeding them, which it is doing, they're not going to be too concerned about the fact that we're going through managers every other season or whatever. That's that's not going to affect them because they're still making tens of millions of pounds off Manchester United Football Club. If they make that call and get rid of Solskjaer, yeah. Who comes in next? Who wants the Manchester United gig, given the circumstances above them? Allegri and Pochettino. Pochettino, we talked about this in the podcast on, the other day. Go on, he, I can see where po- this is so going. Pochettino is in a situation where he's publicly said that he doesn't like the way he is a coach at Tottenham and not a manager. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want to come to United, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it stinks to Mourinho, point. doesn't it? It's like Mourinho, I'm a head coach, not a manager. That's exactly what Mourinho So has who's said. going to want the United job? I think when you look at Allegri, if Allegri was going to come in, he couldn't do anything with this squad at all. No, I agree. And I think... It'd be very similar to when he went in at AC Milan, where he kind of just crashed and burned and finished mid-table. Um, kind of thing that you'd probably end up seeing here. Pochettino, again, if we were going to get him, I'd probably wait for a little bit. Um, wait until the summer, um, see what happens yeah. um, with him. By then, he might have gone to Real Madrid, been sacked by them, mm. had a six-month break, and be ready for United. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, anything can happen with them. I wouldn't really look to get our new permanent manager in right now. Because I think it's a tricky position. But I do think they'll benefit from the fact that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has got rid of a lot of, of players. Um, I genuinely don't know. I think it needs it's, to be a stopgap. But You're talking we, about Solskjaer we, we, is not we brought the someone in. Whatever happens. That even if I he's don't here to f- the end of the season, that's Logic it. tells me no. My heart and my hope is Ole is the man and he wins everything. But logic tells me that's not going to be the case. We're going to move on yeah. to Matt now on the phone, who it's taken an hour to get to this point, but he's going to mention the dreaded R word. Matt, take it away. <laughs> is that Rooney, Rooney versus Vardy? I was about to say, is that Rooney? Rooney versus Vardy, who wins? <laughs> How you doing, guys? You all right? Hi, mate. You okay? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I just wanted to say, um, obviously, the, you know, the, should I say, the bad form which we're under at the minute, should I say, with a lot what's going on, you know, within within around the club, obviously, to you know, to I mean, looking at the table now, two points off relegation. Well, two points looking at it off relegation with obviously Liverpool and Norwich to come in the next two games, and obviously we know Liverpool um, isn't going to be an easy one, and obviously going to Norwich is going to be um, they're going to be up for it, but it's going to be a matter of case: are we going to be up for it? With obviously what happened at the weekend against um, New, obviously against Newcastle, um, and obviously um, I would say um, 
when I go go to these when I go go out and about to different places, I get people mocking, you know, mocking, mock, you know, mocking us and us like, you know, whatever. Um, you haven't really got that much history, is what, you know, because um, obviously when you think about all them years we've had under Sir Alex about the success success years of winning um, titles and domestic cups and all that, you know, us. You mentioned being in the relegation zone, yeah. Matt. Do you think that's actually yeah. genuinely a concern at this point that you might end up in? I mean, right. So they say ten games into the season is where you can kind of judge a yeah. team's performance, right? We are two games. Yeah. Are we on eight games at the moment? So two games off that. You're three points off the relegation zone. Is it realistic that Manchester yeah. United could be in a relegation battle come the end of the season? Genuinely. Um, I mean. If, uh... I mean, I can't even remember off the life of me, life of me the last time we did ever get relegated, actually. 73, <laughs> um, 74, I think it was. Wasn't there a documentary yeah. released about that? Yeah, recently? too good to go down, which is quite <laughs> ironic, because that's what I keep hearing. Uh, I mean, but I mean, what I was going to say, we've gone to that, but I mean, I'm not going to stand here and say soul shy out for, for incidents. Um, which, yeah, again, it falls down to... Relegation battle might spice uh, the season up yeah. a bit. At least we'll be fighting for something. You know. Um, which obviously, um, I think, since since after the Chelsea game on the opening day, which 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 is the last probably the last one I came to, the form has just been a bit with the draw at Wolves and obviously other results. That's just been um, how I've been watching it from behind the, behind the TV screen. It's just been a bit of a <laughs> uh, just a near enough a repeat from last season. Well, not a repeat from last season, but it still seems to be going. Something's something just in right there somewhere. I know, and that's the problem as well. Mm. The football feels like it felt last season. Mm. And under Ali, we were promised that players would fight for the shirt. We'd see attacking football. We'd yeah. see movement. We'd see tempo. We're not seeing that, and that's the problem. We're going to do one more call, and that honour goes to Paul in Paris. Hello, Paul. Hello. Hi, Paul. Hello. I, am, I, am, uh, I would like to express my views on, on the Manchester United crisis. I just want to tell you first that I'm not a fellow of the Manchester United supporter. I support Man United uh, in the 1970s when I first saw them play against Southampton in the FA Cup final. My view is that it's easy to criticise with hindsight. Now that Man United, the problem is that we did not have a plan once Alex Ferguson left. And Bobby Charl- Sir Bobby Charlton and the others said we have a, pl- a list of a few managers to replace Sir Alex Ferguson, and it was a complete mess. David Moyes was never the, 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 the good one. Paul? Paul's gone. Paul's he's, he's had enough. He's been knackered by the Glazers. Uh, he, he got in what he was saying there, though. He said we didn't, we've not had a plan since Fergie retired. Mm. I think we've all, we can all agree there hasn't been. Uh, you don't have a plan, then go through three managers but in that's five years or whatever, what or six years. When you have a, a yeah. technical director. That you have we got Paul back? I don't know. No, I just when, when you have a technical so. director, they kind of keep. The, when we would have been chopping and changing managers, they would have kept everything yeah. the same. Do you know what I mean? Some sort of uh, consistency there, which we we haven't had uh, for a long time as well. Uh, where does everyone think we're going to finish in the league? Can you get your comments in on that on uh, YouTube as well? If you're listening into this show, um, Sacre Bleu says JB25. <laughs> like it. Um, as we lost the caller, Paul. But thank you very much for his call. Um, unfortunately, that Hi, one win. Uh, we are two points off relegation. Um, how many games in are we? Nine? Eight? Oh, would you be fuming if I went to Paul, if Steve Bruce was the manager, would we be in relegation? 
You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, because yeah, I put words in his mouth. Oh, oh, let go, man. <laughs> you two, I tell you what. Stop patronising us. Do you know what I mean? Gents, we're going to have to... Next time you see Joel running from a tram, yeah, it'll be me running behind him with a gun. We're going to have to wrap up in a minute, but I just want, before we go, I want to get your three view on one thing from Manchester United's point of view. I've seen everything, by the way, from fourth to 20th on the predictions right now. Yeah, yeah we've ticked every box. Yeah. yeah, literally, I'm just watching them come in. It's every single position is covered. But except, except the top three, I think. What happens next for Manchester United over the next six months, over the next year, over the next five years? We'll probably what's, get battered by happening? Liverpool. Um, <laughs> what, what do we, what do, obviously, what we want to happen is, you know, always turn it around and get top four and win a trophy and all the rest of it, happy days. What realistically happens is... If the struggle continues, I think the Glazers will panic, as they always do. They'll bring in someone else as caretaker, and then at the end of the season, we'll go again with a permanent manager. I don't think they'll make the same mistake twice in bringing in a caretaker and appointing him permanent if he has mm. a good run. I think they'll bring in someone to steady the ship if things don't turn around, and then in the summer, try and get a long term, a more long term option, maybe a Pochettino if he's available. Joe, what do you reckon? Uh, I could say, like a manager, we take every game as it comes, but we will get, <laughs> unfortunately, beat by Liverpool. Or Even though we might even put on a, a solid performance against Liverpool, but it won't be good enough. Uh, I think Oli, if he's not with us to the end of the season, he will, he will leave maybe about the uh, the Christmas time. Uh, we've got uh, a run of uh, Spurs and, and Manchester City in the early December, and that's kind of the time where Jose Mourinho was on the rocky path. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of defeats there and maybe a shock loss. Might see Oli out, but I I want him to stay to the end of the season and then sort of bow out because I think next year we do need someone with a bit uh, a better understanding of how to take Manchester United forward. Adam, I don't know. I genuinely I don't know where we are at the moment. I, I think there's a lot of fans, um, and I think there's if Oli goes, we're in we're in a world of trouble still. Um, I can see reasons why Oli should shouldn't shouldn't get the job and shouldn't stay in the job. But I can also see that he's not the only issue. So I genuinely don't know where we go from here. It's a mystery. I never thought we'd be here. And the words that my dad said to me on the Fergie's last home game at Old Trafford are still ringing in my ears. You're going to learn what it feels like to be a real football fan. And we have been over these last six years because we've been awful. Does it all hinge on the Woodward Glazer axis? From here, is it not going to change? Is it going to be the same story repeating itself? The thing is, Woodward, yeah. yeah, Woodward in any other job, he should be sacked. Any other job, he has to be responsible for failure because if we won the league, right, he'd be out on the pitch. Depends what he'd his be job out is, taking pictures it? with trophies. Is his he'd job, to, win, is his job to make man. a make money as a business, or is his job to run a f- successful football club? He's put Se- himself a in successful that, football yeah. club. He's put himself in that position of executive vice chairman, which is a nonsense in itself because no one else calls themselves that. But he's put himself in that position where he's overseeing the football side of things. Because he so bought, he's going to do that. Bought by the club. Yeah. So, so he's, he's going to do that. Guy. He's he's got to take responsibility. Like Mac said, when let's not forget after Paris, he was in the dressing room. He went down there and he was taking all the plaudits and posing for photos mm-hmm. and getting all success. Yeah. When things are going wrong, it's all Ollie's fault. Or it's all the manager's fault. He has to take responsibility. But like I said earlier, as long as his club is making money, he's not going anywhere. And if Ed Woodward has got balls, yeah. Every time we've seen him, we've asked him for an interview. Yeah. He doesn't listening. do it. Next time I do it, I'm not being polite and asking for him. We're absolutely just getting four years since he did one. With a camera and a mic. And if he has got any balls, I know he's such an egotistical dude that he'll watch things like this just to try and find someone complimenting him. Come on the show. Come on Full Tide Devils and chat to the fans. Because you wanted to talk about it when you were at the start. Where's all this talk now going about other clubs can't (laughs) do things that other clubs can only dream of? 
This What's that, that losing to Newcastle? <laughs> Came on, he was on disguise as Nick. There you Who go. does that? Like he was one of the Mohammeds. Edward was dead good, didn't he? <laughs> Edward, with the gauntlet has been thrown down by Adam. That's all we've got time for on the show today. If you are watching on the live stream, make sure you click subscribe and make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, which is Football Social Daily. It's a daily Premier League podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, go seek out Full Time Devils on YouTube and subscribe to their channel. Adam, Jay, Joe, thank you very much for joining us. Apart very from you, John. Sure I'm sure we'll do it again soon. (laughs) We love each other, really. (laughs) See you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Football Social Daily will be back to normal tomorrow, wrapping up all the Premier League news and giving all the latest opinion on the latest going on in the best league in the world. Make sure you hit subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.